Hey folks, I just want to give you a friendly reminder that you only have a few days left to use promo code PODMOD20 to get $20 off the new Bad Comrade module over at recoveryeffects.com. So head on over to recoveryeffects.com, throw the new Bad Comrade into the shopping cart, enter promo code PODMOD20 at checkout, and get yourself a kick-ass module for 80 bucks. How often does that happen? Not very often. RecoveryEffects.com, promo code PODMOD20 through the end of March. I also want to give you a heads up that there's new podcast merch. There's the PodMod logo on hoodies, socks, t-shirts, women's cut tees, um, and tote bags. And we also have the bloop bloop bleep bloop 2000 design that my friend jenny made she made me a fake module um it is hilarious it's got this ridiculous picture on it of me and it's got really funny knobs um so that that image is now available for t-shirts sweatshirts tote bags socks and everything so head over to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash podular modcast or it's in my uh link tree on instagram This week's episode is made possible by After Later Audio's Heritage Line, Patchwork Seattle, and listeners like you. If you'd like to help keep these episodes coming each week, please visit patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. I want to take a second to tell you about Eschatonic Modular. Are you building your own DIY case? Uh, for shows or for traveling and need some power, well then look no further than Eschatonic Modular. I have it in my Needham Woodworks case, and it's quiet and clean. So please visit eschatonicmodular.com to learn more. I also want to tell you about Eurodesk Z, which is a company that creates products that solve real issues and help you stay focused on the creative process. I personally use the Hex 01 Professional Eurorack Cable Hanger, um, created with advanced modular synth users in mind. It is, before I had it, it was just, there was spaghetti wires everywhere. It was like an explosion of wires, and it was never, um, it was just, it was always chaotic when I was trying to patch and clean up and, and everything, but this is just makes everything so much easier and cleaner, and it looks cool. It sits right on top of a mic stand. It's a real thing of beauty. They also have a new product called Desk Stars with a Z, so you are you know I'm already on board. You pluralize things with a Z, and I'm in. Um, this is a height-adjustable equipment stand designed to support most desktop music devices, small to mid-size Eurorack cases, groove boxes, drum machines, you name it. Um, So yeah, please go visit Eurodesk-Z.com to learn more about these amazing products. And as always, thank you, Lisa Belladonna, for this amazing track. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podular Modcast, episode 99 that's pretty crazy. Um, today we have Jean-Luc from Polaxis. Uh, they make the Taco, which you've heard me talking about a lot lately, a speech synthesis module that I'm absolutely in love with. And we're going to talk a lot about that and the other modules and, uh, and work that Jean-Luc's up to. But first, how are you? How are you holding up? If you are one of the people who are on the front lines working either in the medical field or grocery stores or deliveries, you know, if you're, if you're out there and you are an essential um, worker keeping our nation together during this, I just want to offer you my most sincere gratitude and, um, and just 
yes, thank you. I don't know what else I could really say other than you're doing you're doing the hard work right now that's gonna help help us stay the course through this this whole thing. And to those of you who are on the flip side of this and who are out of work, um, there's really nothing I can say to you other than I'm so sorry that you're going through what you are. Um, I'm, I'm kind of going through it as well. Uh, and I just, I hope, and I truly believe that we're going to get through this. It's going to be hard, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of it as like, um, you know, think of a patch of forest that that hasn't burned in a long time and then the, the forest floor collects a lot of a lot of junk and that becomes the fuel and it burns and it looks tragic but then the next year new life is sprouting out of it so I'm, I'm that's kind of how I'm trying to look at it but that probably doesn't help you too much if you're trying to figure out how you're gonna um, provide for you and your family so yeah just just to you guys I say I'm so sorry and I'm, I'm I truly believe we're gonna get through this um, and on this topic I do want to just point out that it is I feel a little weird running ads and talking about the patreon still but I'm still doing it for two reasons one these small companies are also going to be massively impacted and I want to try to do everything that I can to help keep these small manufacturers um, afloat while we go through this so if you are one of the people who are working and you can try to spread that out to artists and manufacturers and you know you you know how to do it I can't tell you what to do with your money but um and also uh yeah I just I just don't want it to be insensitive to those people who don't work um so it is it is a weird thing and I'm kind of like you know like balancing it morally um and then the same with the patreon the truth is is I'm out of work as well Hannah is working so we have a half functioning household financially so I'm still on that hustle but I just want to say to anybody who's supporting me on patreon thank you so much but if you are having economic hardship right now um you don't have to I mean no no hard feelings at all if you have to put that on pause for now um and then speaking of my 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 little side hustle that I'm trying to do I'm doing modular lessons and I still have some openings openings for uh, future students uh, I've done five so far and it's been a real blast and I just want to say thank you to everybody who is who's been a student so far it is it's been a lot of fun and I'm really looking forward to doing more so if you want to figure out how you could join up that's not the right wording if you want to take some lessons with me hit me up on the emails podmodcast at gmail.com Okay, so episode 100 is coming up next week, and I want to get you involved. I also want to give you a little activity to keep yourself occupied while we are sheltering in place uh, because there's a pandemic happening outside. Never thought I'd say those words on this show. Anyways, here's a patch challenge for everybody. Oracular elucidation. Oracular elucidation. Set yourself an alarm for 15 minutes. Build a patch record a little bit of it and send it over to me at podmodcast at gmail.com um, use we uh, share or dropbox or drive or whatever you want to use and please send me um, a brief bio and a link that you want me to include in the show description but yeah let's keep ourselves occupied let's keep ourselves creative and let's keep ourselves communicating with each other i thought this would be a fun way for us to interact um, so yeah oracular elucidation so we're going to get into this episode in a second, but I just wanted to share a funny story. Um, Alex from WMD sent me over a Metron and Volterra, the, the sequencing powerhouse from WMD. And um, 
I'm sitting here and I'm learning how to use it and it's blowing my mind and I'm like exclaiming. You know, I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. And my wife comes running into the room and she's like, is everything okay? And I was like, oh, I just, I was like, this thing's so cool. And she's like, oh, I felt something bad happen. So yeah, that's, that's always fun when a module makes you uh, like literally like have a huzzah moment like I, I i mean i didn't say huzzah i think i said holy shit but either way thank you alex for sending that over um i'm going to be using it for this uh, a live a live set uh video series that i'm trying to work on and i shouldn't tell people about that because i haven't done it yet and you, you should never tell people about something you're gonna do if you haven't done it yet but I'm saying it out loud so you guys keep me honest because I think it's a really good idea. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. So keep an eye out for that. Let's check out a demo and then get into this chat. So rather than a traditional demo, I'm just going to play this patch and uh, tell you about a couple of modules that I'm using in it because um, I think it really highlights how cool these are. And I have three modules to demo. And rather than space them out, why don't I just kind of use them all together? So right now, that melodic line that you hear, all of that is coming from uh, Uranalog Generate 3. So I'm using um, three of the outputs right now. There's an odd and even output and then a fundamental. So that bass line that you hear, that's from the fundamental output. Now what's really cool about these individual outputs, uh, the odd, even, and fundamental, is there's a potentiometer that goes through zero into negative and then into positive. So if I turn it all the way down, then you don't get anything. And so right now I'm sending an LFO into it from the oct. So it almost acts like a VCA for this one output, bringing it, bringing the volume up into the positive. Now the same can be said for the odd and even. So let's just check out the odd really quick. So there you can hear that I've got um, an envelope being triggered by the same gate that's uh, doing the kick drum. And that's going into an Envy from After Later Audio. And then that's going into the odd input of the uh, the Uranalog. So it's controlling it like a VCA. So if I open up the, the sustain and release on that, you can hear it'll stay open longer. Now let's check out the even. So now I'm using uh, a new uh, module that I can't tell you about quite yet from After Later Audio to open this up. And then let's get them all back in there together. So that's just a really fun way you can um, get a really full voice out of one module. And, and like I said, I'm using, I'm using three outputs from the Generate 3 right now, but there are two more outputs. We're gonna get to that in a moment. First, um, let me switch this patch up just to show you what Metron's capable of. There are these variation um, pages on it. So you can basically, this is uh, variation A. So this will just repeat and repeat. But if I uh, wanna spice things up, I can go into variation B here. So at the end of this, and I can bring it right back into variation A. And uh, I know that's kind of vague right now, but Alex from WMD did like the most amazing uh, video series on this. So I'm not even gonna try to do it as well as him. Okay, now let's bring in the Zorb filter from All Right Devices. 
So I'm gonna bring the full output from the Generate 3, and what that is is just all of the outputs. Um, it's basically like a mix output. So let's turn down the three outputs that we were using. Now I'm gonna run that full output, and I'm gonna put that into the Zorb filter. And I am using another new module from After Later Audio that I can't tell you about um, to control the resonance or the cutoff CV, excuse me. So let's bring that up. So this is every voice coming from the Generate 3 into the Zorb. And then I'm going to run it through that uh, Chrono Blob 2, but let's just hear it dry first. And this is the notch filter output. I'll bring the low pass in with it and mix it. So that's pretty fun. Um, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to that second variation. <laughs> you heard that kind of crazy. So basically, I've got um, I just turned it off, but I've got a random voltage coming from yet another unreleased after later audio uh, module. I can't wait to tell you all about these. Um, but I've got it's basically a random voltage coming out of that into the resonance input absorb. So let's see what that sounds like in a little bit more busy side of the patch. Cool, let's bring everything back in together. Actually, hold on. I'm going to turn this back up. Let me turn off that random voltage and let's turn that Chrono Blob 2 up a little bit. And I'll turn that random voltage back on into the resonance in. I'm going to bring the, uh, the other voices from Generate 3 up. thought that was a really fun uh, patch to show you the variation that you can get from these awesome modules. The, the Metron's blowing my mind. Uh, the Generate 3 is like, it's really, really starting to uh, convince me that it's the going to be my main oscillator for my live case. Um, that and the Chainsaw from Acid Rain Technology, because those two together, they're, it's still compact, but yeah, just having this compact thing, and I haven't even really got into how you can mod, like audio rate modulate the uh, the two different FM inputs. It's it's a crazy module. But um, and then also the Zorb, we didn't even scratch the surface. There's also a, a VCA built into it, and uh, the there's two CV ends for the cutoff. One of them will go to uh, one of them will track one volt per octave, so you can actually use it as an oscillator. Um, so yeah. But I just wanted to share this cool patch with you. So please go check out the Generate 3 from your analog, the Zorb filter from All Right Devices, the Metron from WMD, 
and uh, and a shout out to After Later Audio for all the the modules that are coming up that I couldn't mention uh, the names of or what they are, but um, they they are playing a large role in this patch as well. So, all right, let's get into this chat. Jean-Luc, is that how you pronounce your name? Yes, correct. And how do you... I don't even want to try your last name because I'll butcher it. <laughs> yeah, it's a French uh, origin name. Actually, I'm speaking French. My mother tongue is French. I'm Belgian from the French uh -huh. region and it's called Deladrière. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even going to try that one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I got to tell you, I found out about... Um, Polaxis because I was uh, I was tr I was trying to sell I don't even remember what it was I was trying to sell a module or try to trade to somebody and um, one of my friends was like hey I have two of these and it turns out I just need one um, it's and it's kind of funky and he and I was like I don't know and he's like I'll trade you this taco for uh, for whatever it was and I was like you know what I'll try it out and I wasn't really thinking like. I was like, oh, it'll be fun to mess around with it and make it say some stuff. But I wasn't expecting it for to be for it to become one of my favorite modules. And I've just since I've had it, I find that every time I'm, um, you know, if I'm building a small case to bring with me when I go to a cabin, or if I'm trying to build a live set, it it always finds its way in there. So that's how I found you. And um, so I just want to say, nice work. It's a it's a really fun module that does way more than just talking. Yes, it does really a lot, but um, unfortunately, like this digital module, you need to really, I mean, dig in or, you know, jump in and there is so many options. And I think sometimes people are a bit like overwhelmed with the quantity of things they can do. And then they just uh, do the basics like uh, sentences or basic rhythm, but there is really a lot that it can do. Yeah, I'm really excited to. Um, I was I was digging around the manual last night. I really want to, um, you know, learn how to use it to its full potential because I find that I use it mostly for kind of glitchy drums, and it's yeah. just so good for that. Yes, yes, that's so everything started. That's, okay. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, I kind of want to get some um, some some history from you. Um, did you grow up in Belgium? Uh, no, in Germany. My okay. Was, uh, was the military in Germany? Okay. Yeah. So, and when? Uh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. So yeah, I mean, I, I was living until I was uh, eighteen uh, in in Germany, and then I went to Belgium to do my university degree. So basically, okay. all my childhood and teenager time I I spent in Germany. Okay. And so I know you're you know you build modules, but what what did you how did you find your way into music like what, did you start playing any instruments at a young age or was there any music um that like what was the first thing that really grabbed you that made you realize that you wanted to pursue music in some way in some capacity i don't know exactly to be honest but i've always been <laughs> like um <laughs> like so involved or so impressed or so connected to sound and music I remember when I was a teenager, I discovered Pink Floyd, and then 
Genesis and all of these things uh, back in 76, 77. And it, it made a strong impression on me. And from that moment, I started to build a, or install a hi-fi system and listen to music on really loud speaker. And then it, it, it never stopped. So for me, music is really part of my, of my daily life. Did you start playing any instruments at a young age? Oh, I tried. I had a, a junk <laughs> guitar. I tried to make some sound. And I <laughs> tried to loop myself with two recorder and start to layer sounds with two recorder. And, uh, mm-hmm. But I also, what, I think everything started with, because my father offered me an electronic kit from Philips where you had to build your own circuit. Uh-huh. And very soon I started to make some, of course, glitch and, and, and tunes and sine waves and things like that. Okay. And at that time, I remember that Radio Shack was selling a, a chip. I forgot the name, but even people know are putting this in Iraq. There's a, a chip just to make a synth. And I'm mm-hmm. talking about 79 here. I was 17. I still have it running. And I made a, <laughs> a, a, a synthesizer uh, yeah, device around that chip. Okay, so you were 17 when you started tinkering with yes. with electronics, and, yes. and, and then you just kind of caught the bug then and, and have been doing it since? It was always like kind of a hobby, but mm-hmm. um, it was a bit stuck because it was not that easy to find stuff. And when I was a teenager living in Germany, I had a, a little shop with one guy selling all these kind of basic component like resistor, IC chip, uh, I bought oscilloscope back then in 79. It was not that difficult, so there were some magazine. I was reading some electronic magazine in German, and then I, I could find my way to make some basic circuit, but half of them never, never worked. And <laughs> in a French magazine, they, they started to build a modular system, uh, module by module, and I started with the white. The white sound works fine, and then VCO and the filter never worked. And today, I just learned that the VCO was uh, flawed, and it, <laughs> it was something. <laughs> and I, I never finished to the module, let's say. But then I found this this chip from uh, Radio Shack, and I started to build a. I mean, a synth just around that chip. And the next thing I did, it was a sequencer, it was a basic uh, IC chip and divider. Okay. And also, in 1990, I made my first, and we call it punk con- Atari Punk Console, I think, today, but I don't like that name. Uh, <laughs> I, I found the 556 five, five, chip, and this famous sounding, you know you know what I mean, the Atari Punk Console, and it's, in, in fact, the real name is Stepped Stone Generator. I had the original book also from Forrest Mim, the engineer minor notebook, mini notebook, and it was so easy to make some funny sound like uh, with with a few components and, and that central chip. So I think everything okay. started there. So you've been messing with modular stuff, well, well synthesizers yeah. in general, but even modular stuff since the '90s. Is that right? It was '80s in the '80s. '80s. 80s. Oh, okay. Eighty. But I didn't know it was a modular system. I didn't know. I thought it was just a synth that every month you have one piece of it you have to build and then the next month you have another piece you know uh-huh. and then they would be connected together with the power supply and then use a kinch rca plug to get the audio out but it never worked so 
yeah, only the white sound still work. And this, uh, then I got stopped there. And then I went to university and then I went to work and then, you know, time goes by and I just keep in, in the back of my mind, I want to do something, but I, I didn't find, you need a shop at that time, brick and mortar to, to find things. And it, it was not easy to find component. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 Things sure have changed. Um, what did you go to university? What did you study in university? I'm a bioengineer. So bioengineer. Bioengineer. So it's this. Let's say it's food chemistry or, yeah, production of food or cheese and and, and coffee and chocolates and things like that. So yeah. Okay. So did did you end up doing that professionally then? Yes. yes. I'm still I'm still uh, doing that. So today the Polaxis thing is just my uh, hobby day. And I'm still uh, uh-huh. a bioengineer to, uh, for the so it's bread and butter is, is being supplied by my normal business. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not bread and butter specifically. No. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a bad joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, well, you know. Yeah, sorry. I, I talk about synthesizers quite a bit, and I definitely want to get back to Palaxis, but I'm kind of interested to hear about how, like, how does bioengineering and food production, how does that, like, what exactly do you do? Yeah, I don't know, because I've been always doing so many things uh, opposed to, not opposed, but just aside what, what my main job is. So I've been also a consultant, mm-hmm. I've been helping people to organize a project, I've been... Uh, Doing my mapping, so I always, I'm, I, I kind of consider myself as a slasher, but I never meant to be that like this. It's just it happens like this. So, uh-huh. and then back in uh, 2011, I wanted to buy my son a another electronic kit, like my father did for me, and I bought uh-huh. a for my son. You know, I was kind of looking that he would pick on it and do something, but but he didn't. But I did. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been missing this. It's my God, oh, I can do that. And then, and then I had an old pedal board, you know, bass pedal board with 25 wire. And I, I always wanted to, because I try also to play guitar, I, I, I love the idea of having a pedal board doing the root mm-hmm. with the bass note. And then with the Arduino stuff, in, in two weeks, it, it worked. So. And then from that moment, 2011, I never stopped playing with Arduino and, and Component. And I found so many resources I could build something around. And it everything worked. So <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so easy. And then I, I went so back. So you had... Go ahead. And I went back to play with sound device and sound making uh, circuit, let's say. So you had like a twenty-year break, is that right? Where you were you were almost, working on stuff and then yeah, almost because uh, only when I went to some cities like Munich or uh, Zurich, I had some shops. But I live in the countryside, and then if you don't know where to buy, and you know, Radio Shack is also finished in Belgium, like in US, there is no more. Mm-hmm. It's little shop yeah. you can go and find ICs and and and, and resistor and anything. So luckily, now you can do buy things online and the day i found the catalog book from farnell or mauser i was like my god that's what i i've been looking <laughs> for, for this for a year i didn't even know it existed so 
the Arduino, <laughs> the internet uh, resources, and this online shopping is like Christmas every day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just got another uh. mouser today, and then, it, you know, it's, it's how things goes today. And then you find resources from others, and you build on them, and then you can invent something, patching all this idea together. Yeah. How, how much of it, so you said, you know, you said you had some problems with things working, you know, when you were first doing it in the 90s, 80s and 90s, and then, you know, you got into it again in 2011 and, and all of a sudden it works. Was it a big relief or, to see, like, how much easier did it get with technological advances over the years where you were kind of not doing it so much? Yeah, I think the main difference at that time I was doing things analog. I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I saw this uh, power rail and then oh, you fiddle with an uh, op-amp. It was uh, 741 at that time and 555, the digital uh, um, oscillator, let's say. But starting mm-hmm. with Arduino, you are into digital world. It's it's more like coding things. And then, you know, start blinking your LED and it works. And <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, and then you, you start making, uh, you find a library that makes really crazy sound, the Modzi library, and you start making sound with a, a microcontroller, and then you say, wow, I can do that with digital source, let's say. And, uh, okay. Yeah. So, so how, yes. how long were you working on, like, so 2011, you bought a kit for your son, and it turned out to be more for you, which yeah. I think that's really funny. What was the kit exactly? Oh, it was just a Arduino kit from Sparkfun or something like that. So something really basic to do. Okay. Oh, a relay, a LED, and things you know, basics. Okay, and then so you start creating sounds. I'm wondering how how long until you? I want to hear the journey from 2011 getting this Arduino kit to you deciding that you wanted to start a modular yeah. company and why modular. I know you do a standalone. It's you yeah. do you do uh, desktop stuff that's not just modular. So what yes. what's the timeline of all this stuff? Yeah, 2011, let's say I discovered the Arduino world and I start to make uh, devices and I start to make some speaking device. I made myself a talking clock based on the Torquey library, and uh, it was standing on my bedside and I could trigger the talk just by moving my hands. It would pick the infrared. Uh, there was an infrared sensor, and it started to speak the time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's quite in the dark. You don't have to you just wave at it, and it says uh, it is too. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same library that I used later in the talkie, so that's that's uh, how things get started. And I was making some little, I don't know, a talking things here, a temperature there, a... And I remember very well, I'm like, oh, I want to invest what I'm doing. So I have something doing this. I have something doing that. And I have something doing this. And how come I don't connect them together? And I start Googling about modular. I don't know. I was not looking for a synth. You know? I was looking for going on my ID. I wanted to, on the wall, put my talking clock on one side of the wall, the temperature sensors there, and another one. And you see making something like interactive and connecting uh-huh. together. And then I thought, my gosh, there is something. It's already there. So I didn't know <laughs> about this modular synth from the 80s, although I was going in this shop playing with them, but I totally forgot about this Corp MS-20 and all this vocoder. I remember very well playing with them in shop, but I had totally forgotten 
And then I discovered there is a world in modular. And I decided uh, first to do a module with the Modzi library. And the Modzi library, it's uh, a synth library that can do really, really outstanding sound. And I made my first module. I wanted to make a brick kind of modular that one module could be LFO. The same hardware would be a VCO. The same hardware would be, I don't know, uh, a timer and uh, the same hardware would be a clock so you would just upload the code and all mm -hmm. this kind of basic bricks would would connect to each other and start the modular with just one basic bricks and I called it Mosmo and I started to post this on Mufflinger and I started to sell it off eBay so that's that was 2014 I decided I wanted to do modular okay yeah. So that's right when it really like kind of just that's that's like around the time where it's like started kicking up into the current wave that we're in of popularity. It seems like modulars had some some waves of popularity and bringing it, and now it's just like exploded and there's so much different stuff. Yeah, but even um, at that time there was uh, you, you, I was checking online and say yeah it's already too late or <laughs> every year we say it's too late to to join in. You know, like there's like uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because wow. I was playing with my talkie library, and I think I even triggered some other people playing with this kind of library because no one did this modular with uh, the talking library that mimicked the speak and spell. And I remember mm -hmm. very well I was fiddling at home with, and I had nothing. I just had my own Arduino, and I had nothing. And I just bought a big sequencer from Doffler, the A155, which is a eight-step, but it's really, I don't know how many HP. I think it's too big, like 30 or 40. Yeah. <laughs> it's really huge. And I started uh -huh. to fit, fit around with, with my uh, stuff. And I remember dancing alone in my... Because I was like, wow, this is crazy. I can do it. <laughs> this kind of rhythm that like chirp, like drum-like with the... Uh, the talkie and then it became it became a talco from that day <laughs> okay so you had what was the one that you made that you first were selling on um, muff wiggler what was that what called was i don't see it on the website mosmo mosmo m-o-s-m-o m-o-z-m-o mosmo i still have a few oh these, yeah okay but, now, what was the difference between that? Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah, so, so that was uh, also Arduino-based, very basic, just the Mozzi library on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Talco was more elaborate because you have a display when you can choose different algorithms and you have many pots and inputs and CV in, and so you can control exactly how the, the speech engine is, uh, is reacting to all of the CV. And okay. at that time... I remember that I was always passionate about speech synth. I forgot to tell you that in the 80s also, I think 80, 1981, 82, I bought this SPO256 at Radio Shack and I had a speech synth running and I remember I had connected to a, um, a radio, kind of Morse radio, it's called RTTY. The news agency at that time were broadcasting news over over the air, and you would decode this, and you could listen to the text by feeding what they um, the news into my speech synth. So I had already a speech synth somewhere, 
based on the SPO uh -huh. six, which is quite famous and and very easy to to play with. And it was the first okay. things I also hooked to my Arduino back in 2012, something like that. And then I decided because I could do this only part time, that I'm gonna focus only on speech sync because I wanted to, you know. When I started to discuss with distributor about this module I was making, they said, yeah, we've got enough LFO, VCA, <laughs> VCF, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and even though I had a speed synth, they were also quite reluctant to, to start distributing this. So I decided I have so many ideas about speech synth that I would do only that. And that's all. Okay, I think, yeah. I was going to ask about that because I did notice that that's that's the lane that you've chosen and 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 you're right. I think as as with as many module manufacturers that there are now, there are I mean, there are a lot of LFOs, there are a lot of filters, and I think it's uh, I think it's an interesting and logical choice to be like I'm going to focus on the one thing that that I'm like, and, and there's not a lot of it out there. You know, there's some modules that kind of have like a setting that can do some vowel stuff yes, or yes. you know samplers and stuff, but um, yeah. And I just, I really like, like I said, when I, when I, my friend told me about it, here, here you go, it's a speech synth thing. I, I honestly was expecting to get it and play with it and then be like, Oh, that was fun. And then trade it for something else. Cause I wasn't thinking, Yeah, well, it just some, didn't seem like something people, that I would want, but yeah, some people do that. They just start with it and then I can see they just resell it very often. So yeah, that's how it goes. Huh? You can't please everyone. Right. Well, I think I th I think it has something to offer everybody. Like it can cuz like you said it can be a, it can do some really really cool VCO stuff which I still haven't really messed with a whole lot. I've heard it on your website, but I haven't messed with it. Um but it's like it is just so much fun to to like sometimes I'll just make a, a weird patch at my friend's house and then I'll pump in some uh you know like I'll make it start saying numbers and, and everybody just kind of starts looking at each other and they're like, what is happening? Like what, what's going And it's, it's always like, it's always like the, the main like topic oh, of conversation about the, oh, the synth after I do that. That's nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I have a blast with it. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, I was a huge fan of Kraftwerk, of course. And, uh, mm -hmm. uh the, the number from, after I think it's to uh, it was nineteen, or was it? Yeah, a long time ago, <laughs> nineteen eighty one. <laughs> the computer love com uh, and things like that. Yeah. So this this track left such a strong, I don't know, imprint on on myself. So every time I have a speech scene, the first thing I want to do is numbers. So I've got uh, uh -huh. one, two, three, five, six different speech ends in and the first thing they do they they start to do numbers <laughs> uh-huh yeah i like the random vocabulary one too just sending like a, a like a, a a random sequence into it and just having it say mm -hmm. work but but above like beyond that and then making it a vco and doing glitchy drums you can also kind of um now with taco i like I, like I said, I, I just tend to use it so much for glitchy drums, but you can also kind of program it to say specific things, right? Yeah, but that's that's so it started to be um, to hit a limit because uh, people were asking me, "Hey, can I change what it says? And can I do this and that and this?" And then, unfortunately, the memory was totally full, 
and I started mm. the, the next generation, which I call EMI. It stands for mm -hmm. Expandable Modular Yabler. <laughs> so it's <not laughs> a, a stupid acronym I found out. And then I decided to <laughs> extend uh, what the, the Talky library can do by um, adding SD card where you can store the LPC instead of putting in the code. Then it would have an infinite vocabulary. There is also mm -hmm. a display that you can say what is you can see what is going to be said on the next uh, utterance, and then you have a menu, and then you can choose many many things from the from the screen, and also yeah, that's that's okay. It. Yeah, so it's it's a big brother of the Talco, and also I decided I would use a hardware hardware port at the back, so I could plug in any speech tip I could find. And that's what I did. Okay. There is a, a backdoor, let's say, and now I'm developing sub-module to plug them onto the Emmy, and the Emmy becomes something else. So maybe you've, you're watching since Patcher for the moment is, is using a lot of my Emmy with the DeckTalk engine at the back. So it's I call it Vax, and it's a famous uh -huh. DeckTalk engine can do real text-to-speech. So you would store the text on the SD card, and then you trigger... The gate and it was just say live what is being read from the sd card okay so if you have wait let me make sure i'm understanding you right are you saying if you have an emmy you can plug this thing in the back and that's how it becomes the kaiwa is that right yeah. are they all, like the same thing but okay yeah yeah so, so uh, you can buy kaiwa with it already installed is that is that the difference yeah, you don't even you don't even have, you don't even have to install anything. You just store the firmware on the SD card, and there is a loader from the main menu. So when you have the Kaiwa, you have the Emmy also because you revert back to the Emmy. Emmy is just emulation of the speak and spell. There is no hardware uh -huh. there, so it, they all do the Emmy stuff. Let's say, and from the Emmy menu, you can say, okay, no, let's change to Kaiwa. You you load the Kaiwa firmware. Of course, you need to have the Kaiwa at the back. And then it starts to speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and so could I then write out a text file and then load that to uh, the, the deck talk? Yes. Into the memory of that and then have it just play off of that? Yeah, that's how it works. Oh, okay. Oh, it's cool. Because I was, I was thinking, I was looking at Emmy and I was like, Ooh, I kind of want that too, but I think maybe I want Kaiwa because I would love to be able, especially if I was thinking it'd be a lot of fun for like um, when I'm recording intros and stuff for the podcast and doing when I'm doing ad placements and stuff, it would be cool to use that yeah. to like type it in and, and have the synth talk instead yes. of me. Yes, that's that's the idea. So it's really easy. And then there is even a, uh, you can uh, use the USB port at the front and I provide a kind of dongle you can use a wireless keyboard and then you can even type your text live and press enter or the gate and it would say what you just typed and there is a little basic <laughs> editor that you can go backspace if you don't like what you are ty typing you just go to back backspace edit the text press enter and then just say when you press enter what you just typed and you can store that on the sd card as well so, so if I'm playing a live show, I can bring a a, a keyboard with me, a yeah. literal typing yeah. keyboard, yeah. and I could sit there and and communicate with the crowd exactly. in real time. Yes, that's what I do. Yeah, I can greet, <laughs> and say welcome to the show, or things like that, just on the spot. 
And with a wireless keyboard and desktop, it's really like Kraftwerk style. You are like just standing in front of the keyboard with nothing else and just pressing enter and then just say anytime you press enter. <laughs> Same from the ME, uh, speak and spell. You can even uh, make some text-to-speech there and also looping and mimicking the speak and spell, which is pressing the keyboard like really like a, yeah, like Kraftwerk style. That is so cool. I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, that's all I'm going to be thinking about today. Um, <laughs> if so, if um, if you if you were to get this, then do you have to get any sort of special software on your computer to interface with it, or do you just kind of just load the text onto an SD card and and you're ready to go? It's just a mundane dot txt. Just uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Something special. Now, can you program certain words to be corresponding with certain, um, you know, voltages and, and stuff like that? Or? Yes, of course. So there's two modes. Uh, so we are talking here for since a moment. It's EMI plus a DeckTalk uh, plugin because some, some people may be confused what we are talking about. So EMI, let's say it's mm -hmm. a platform. It has its own software that does a speak and spell. But then on top of the platform, you load the, the software specified with the plugin you want to plug in. So let's say we are using the VAX, which is a deck talk engine. There is two more. There is one mode where you would read line by line the text. So it's kind of a song mode. And then the CV will pick the line from the song. So CV will pick the, the line one, line two, line three, line four, and then you press enter or you have a, a gate and it will trigger. So you can CV what's going to be said Line by line, in fact, like in a song, very easy to use. Wow, that is so much. That sounds like so much fun. And and then the second mode is kind of uh, less interactive, but it can read an infinite text, and it would read the text for you. So I have on the SD card the complete Apollo transcript, <laughs> a text from the the, the the ground to the Apollo, and it it's for <laughs> hours. it goes for hours, and even. <laughs> The deck talk can do like eight voices, so I decide uh, to replace the voice from the ground and the growth from the eagle with different sounds, and then you can on uh, it just goes on and on and on, and it just pauses every sentence. So it will read a sentence and pause and read the next sentence and pause, and then you can have or poetry or really long text like um, human declaration of human rights. Uh, so I, I have it on the SD card for you to play with, and then it goes, yeah, for hours. <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh man, that sounds like. A, and then, of course, this stuff can also do the the growly VCO and 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 glitchy percussion stuff too, uh, right? No, no. So this no. one, this one is not really in real time. So you prepare the the next utterance. Let's say you you. Set all your pots. You you hit the gate, and then it will say what is being that is thought to be said. But you don't have this uh, crazy rhythm that you can do with the Emmy. And uh, because I'm, I don't have the. Um, I'm not fiddling with the core of the speech here. I'm just asking the speech ship, please, can you say that? So okay, I have to prepare the growling and uh, and the and the pitch and the speed and all these things. Of course, if you go very fast, you can try to do like uh, chanting, things like that. And that chip can chant too, but uh, you can't do the growling thing. Yeah, you can have also growling voice like the Dark Valor, but you don't mm -hmm. have the <laughs> flexibility from the Amy in, in sense of 
drumming, let's say. You can't do that. But if you wanted to, you could just go to the menu on cut on your on your module and go back into ME mode. Yes, yes, because yes. you can bounce. It's, it's a totally That's... different software and totally different engine. They have nothing in in, in common, of course. Okay. So the deck that sounds like so much fun. More oriented, like uh, kind of poetry stuff, like reading sentences, and there is different mode where you have a spell mode, you have a cut. Uh, automatic cutting uh, the sentence and make a randomizer sentence you've typed in, things like that. So kind of digital poetry around text. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So you mentioned you you bought that kit earlier for your son. Do you have do you have uh, just one kid, or you have multiple children? I have three children. Do they do they think it's pretty cool, or, or is it like ah oh, that's dad's stuff? No, no, no. My my son actually, how old is he? He's twenty five. He's uh, doing quite a lot of music with just Ableton Live, and he likes my setup. And sometimes he helped me to make some loops because he can do this in in fifteen minutes. He can make a, a complete uh, song, <laughs> and he helps. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I ask him, can you make a background things for my my stuff? Because I'm so focused doing the voice, I can't spend time doing the rest so he does this for me (laughs) oh that's cool you have something you have a common bond that you can work on stuff that's yeah that's really cool yeah it is um so you said you play live shows no no i'm thinking about making uh actually sometime i i do demo like in a fair or like i was in super booth last year or i've been in holland or you you know these these shows and then Sometimes people mm-hmm. ask me, can you do something? And today I'm just um, developing some, I don't know, like kind of a show to to show what this chip can do. Oh, And cool. then I will have one that... song would be the Emmy, the, the next one would be the Kaiwa, the next one would be the Mia, and then the, the next one would be the Tech Talk. And the last one I'm playing with is the Robovox uh, Votrax uh, chip. So I will have dedicated song to show what this chip can do okay so do you plan on i mean so you're you're focusing on speech synth stuff right now is there more is there more on the horizon for you are you are you looking like what else i can do what else you can do in the in the same vein or is or are you kind of just focusing on what you're what you have right now like it seems like with something like arduino like you wouldn't necessarily need to make another module but more just like another software or pro, you know exactly. or program to load on exactly so the hardware i'm really happy with it i made uh, 200 of these boards and I'm, I'm really happy about it and now i'm focusing on making babies let's say support and uh, uh-huh. i've got the list long like uh, i've got a chinese chip that really speak like a kind of shitty robot like a chinglish accent it's really uh-huh. cool, but i don't have time i've got this spo 250 256, which a lot of people uh, know, which is uh, quite very nice. I've got a Speedjet Enzine also I want to play with. And um, I know I have to finish the Robobox because it's, uh, I have to finish the code to, yes, to run that chip. I okay. just finished the app you... for the Robobox. And the Robobox, it's a famous chip, very famous chip. It was used by Kraftwerk and they even had a patent to to make a singing talking machine <laughs> and so i used the pattern to develop the same engine and machine and it works okay well i, I like this approach like i it kind of reminds me of um like the disting i've i've talked with uh with oz from expert sleepers and 
you know, there's he's it's on the fourth version of the hardware, but he's you know he releases new software updates multiple times a year, and you know he's just going to keep that form factor of the hardware, but it it can evolve throughout time, and it's just like a really cool, uh, it's just a cool idea of just having the one the one piece of hardware that can that can be so many different things. I feel like especially in something like modular modular where. Uh, your your real estate, especially if you have a small case, is so valuable. It's nice to be able to switch back and forth between something on the same yeah. piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. And also, so I, do you have a pretty good? Go ahead. Sorry, I want to say that I also keep uh, it, making some evolution to the Emmy software based on what the customer or friend uh, suggests, and can it that can it do this and can it do that? And sometimes I add more function. Which are okay. sometimes stupid, like a talking clock, or like uh, someone suggested I could use the VCO mode from and make a drone. And so now I've got a drone that is really making some crazy sound. It was suggested by some customer. So do you have like a forum somewhere people can go, or do they just hit you up on uh, Instagram or email yeah, mainly, to tell you that? Mainly it's through Instagram and and, and my website uh, or my email. But the forum is quite active, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think Instagram seems to be like where all the modular people are. Well, a huge chunk of them. Um, I, I know that's where I get most of my my uh, modular news is from there. Yeah, um, that's where I got the most feedback when I post something. So I used to go. I still go on Gearslat and Muspliger and my. Facebook and then on YouTube and then you you spend an hour or two to just post the same thing everywhere. Uh-huh. And then you see that uh, the Instagram it's it's the most uh, reactive place and the most fun for me. So yeah, yeah, it seems to work. I think that's uh, I think that's where I found you. That's how we've been communicating. That's yeah. that's what's been funny to me is I communicate with a lot of my guests through Instagram. But the, um, the thing I'm lacking is like I, I have to explain or make video of all these modules, and then because uh, people only buy when I publish something about them. Or you, you you may say it's obvious, but they are there on my website, and so I have to explain all oh, the French one is working, and then the, the Japanese one, and I, I have to keep a, a kind of broadcast or broadcasting or making videos to explain that. Because, yeah, it sounds uh, really time-consuming. Yes, it is. It is, it's, it's, and I'm so busy doing the hardware and the code, so it's quite difficult to be on on every front. Let's say. Yeah, that seems to be the the challenge, and and what I admire so much about a lot of you modular manufacturers out there. They're one to two people, you know, doing every single thing that the whole company does. You know, the marketing and the yes. the manuals and the videos and everything. And it's got to be a lot of work, and it's it's not even your main job. So uh, yeah, it's it's just got to take up so much of your time, and and all of us users really appreciate that. Yeah, all my free time it's uh, it's sunk into this. this it's it's uh, yeah, it's more like a it's not a hobby, it's a passion. I'm, I'm sleeping, I'm eating, I'm dreaming this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's something about modular. There, it's I think it's it's a certain personality type that's drawn to both manufacturing modules and just being into the instrument itself because it seems to kind of take over a huge portion of your brain in some, you know, whether it's manufacturing or, you know, I remember when I was, when I was first getting into it, I only had, I think I had like two modules at the time because I didn't have the money to buy anything. Um, 
and and at night I'm like I'm like falling asleep like patching my dream system you know yes. I'm like okay, I'm like oh well, I'd patch this to that <laughs> I do the same with my code or even yeah. like electronic designs of both things and sometimes it helps me to sleep like uh, you know mm-hmm. I think you would see that I have a grin in my face I'm like oh <laughs> kind of oh yeah I'm gonna do that and sometimes I'm stuck in a loop coding and uh-huh. I can't get out of the loop and then I don't know why and then, then I can't sleep because I'm so excited at the moment I'm feeding the serial uh, out from this module to processing to display the text so it would s- display the text in sync with what's being said and from yesterday mm-hmm. I got a digital mouse uh, and the lips are in sync with a phoneme and so exciting to, to play with because um I'm also using MIDI now to send the phoneme to the speech scene and, the, and the, out of the serial port, I've got the phoneme in text and I can feed this into a processing to have the video sync to the sound. So it's quite exciting. Wait, so you have a digital, you say you have a digital mouth on a screen somewhere yeah. that is synced to what yeah. the module is saying? Yes. That is so cool. Yes. <laughs> Yes. That would be great for a live, like like you said, if you could put in your, you know, live, like, you know, talk to the audience through a keyboard, and have it matching up with a, a mouth on a screen. I think I think that that would be a really cool thing to see yeah. in a live setting. Yes. Exactly. Wow. So, um, how are you handling all this? What, what's what's life like that? I'm, I'm, we've made it forty one minutes, and I'm really happy that we haven't talked about the whole pandemic thing, but I, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask how, how, how you're handling it and what it's like over there for you guys. Yeah, it's locked down too, but honestly, um, for me, I'm quite happy about that because I can take more days off and spend more time on this because yeah. <laughs> usually I'm, I'm, I'm living like I was locked down because uh, my, my kids are now grown up. I'm living on my own and, and I want to spend more time with my stuff. I call this my toys. So I'm, Honestly, I'm pretty happy about that. On that, that's one point. On mm-hmm. the other side, of course, I'm stressed like the the other people, and then everything is it's kind of uh, strange, of course. And as work, the real work is concerned. We do remote working a lot over Skypes and and emails, and and it's working still fine. So it's okay. That's good. So you're you're able to uh, to stay employed. Uh, yes. throughout it like yeah the whole not it's it's very strange this world that we're living in where you know almost half people can work from home and so it's it's really strange to see you know who of who of the people i know who aren't being affected and who are being um, massively impacted it's, it's yeah because i'm not relying very, on this uh making shows or something like that but yeah but i would be happy if i could take a, a month totally off up the grid and just focus on my stuff because I have so many backlog to finish and no as you mentioned I'm I'm working on a desktop version so the Emmy inside a little box let's say mm-hmm. and the box I just receive uh, them cut and printed and they just look beautiful so I'm really excited. yeah I think I saw is that on the website I know I saw a picture of it somewhere yeah it must be on Instagram I guess yeah okay. Okay, yeah, that's that's right. Because um, and the, and you did you go with a the, a blue instead of a red, like yes. the blue and gray instead yeah. of red? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that'll be really cool because I, I I feel like with what Emmy can do, um, it's it's 
it's um I think people outside of modular are are gonna be just as interested, if not more. Who knows? Maybe the Emmy could be, you know, I could see a lot of bands wanting to use it. And yeah, just, I'm more, I'm more you know, talking to some musician that uh yeah, they they they're gonna use the the standalone with the MIDI code in it and not the C V code because I can run the two codes. And then mm -hmm. they, they, they will run the phoneme from the computer. Very cool. Yeah. And well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. And that ship, I forgot to mention, uh, it was describing there um, the Kraftwerk uh, pattern. That ship has a carrier in input, which is so easy to use, and then it, it, it becomes a vocoder. So I can fat. I'm using the, the braids from Mutable Instrument to make some really crazy waves, and I feed them into the speech sip, and it sounds like a vocoder voice. It's so cool. Wow. So will you be able to then you, – so you'll be able to type in or use the text-to-speech to, to do vocoding yeah, to rather than a microphone? Yeah, actually, <laughs> you vocode uh, a digital speech, not the human speech. <laughs> oh, that's, okay. That's the funny thing, yeah. yeah. Because in the past, <laughs> you would think that you vocode human, but here it's a, it's a machine being vocoded. <laughs> <laughs> that is some singularity shit right there. Yeah, it sounds really <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it's so easy to do. Just feed. Do you have any recordings of that on the website? Yes, uh, on my Instagram too. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely want to go check that out. That yeah. sounds really interesting. Um, so what's the scene like there? Do you guys have a, a modular scene in your in your town? Or you mentioned you're kind of are you in a rural area? Yeah, I'm totally remote from Brussels, and honestly, it's quite calm at the moment. They had some some fair. But um, they don't do it so so often at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. It kind of just takes like a couple people to to decide that they they want to be the people who who throw that kind of stuff together, and and then a bunch of people show up. But if there's if there's no one around that wants to do it, then yeah, it's it's, it's lacking. So if you're listening and you're out there. Start start up a new fair or synth. Yeah. Well, I guess not right now. You can't. No, it's, but. Not, it's not the right moment, so it's difficult to see. Yeah, no, it's not no. the time. <laughs> if you're listening in the future, if it's 2021 oh, and everything's okay. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, you can choose the future, actually. That's so amazing. You can talk to yeah. yourself in the future. What's that? You can talk to yourself in the future with a recorder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well. So, is is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or uh, or spread the word about? We're we're getting close to time here. I think I covered all already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm just focusing on that, and then I have another project. Uh, I'm also working on something that talks perfectly. I'm using the Amazon Poly speech engine to have something like uh, you can't even tell it, if it's a human or, or a machine. And then I want to do digital poetry that sounds like uh, you had uh, one guy in the band talking for you, but it's, it's, it's a machine. And that'll, and will that eventually be something that you could just upload into Emmy, like through that, that it port is, in the back? Uh, something you have to plug at the back of Emmy, yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Sweet. So that, so you're, you're kind of rather than that's so cool. So even more, more so than just software, you're kind of working on these little packs that, that plug yeah. into the Oh Mac. yes. All the time. That is so cool. Yeah, so I'm developing hardware all the time to to expand uh, ME with any any chip I can find. So I buy I buy all of them, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of them are vintaged. But uh, in China, they still develop new chip that speak, uh, as I said, Chinese or anything I can find that that's talk I want to plug in to the ME. That is, yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to. I'm going to keep my eye out. Um, for everything that you're doing, I think this is really cool, and um, I'm I'm even more excited about your stuff after after uh, hearing you talk I about it. I'm, and I'm I'm so happy to hear yeah, how passionate you are. About it. Thanks. Next time I, I'll tag you on the Instagram so you don't miss uh, uh, the mouse I'm working on, things like that, so you you can see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean when we're done here, I'm gonna go check it out. But yeah, definitely tag me in that stuff because I want to keep an eye out and. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for joining us. Um, I've been really excited to uh, to get to chat with you, and and I'm I'm really excited to uh, to introduce you to anybody out there who hasn't heard of it yet. So yeah, thanks a lot. It was a pleasure for me also to share my real patient for the speech uh, machines. Yeah. So where should people go to find all your stuff? Yeah. Where, where should we direct I people? Alexis.be, my website, uh, where you can find things, and follow me on the Instagram also. Great. And I'll provide links in the, uh, in the, uh, show description. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. Thanks to you. And yeah, do continue your uh, nice uh, podcast. All right. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. And I want to thank Jean-Luc for giving me uh, some of his time, giving us some of his time. Please go check out, uh, Palaxis on Instagram and online. Uh, I can't recommend the taco more. I love it so much. It's great for really cool glitchy drums and growly bass lines, but you just listen to us talk about it. But, uh, yeah, go, go give him some support. It's his passion. You can tell he's really passionate about that. And I really love that. Um, speaking of passion, let's get passionate about staying sane and, one way you can do that is by doing the patch challenge that I that I post to you in the intro. Oracular elucidation, like Oracle. Oracular elucidation. Take 15 minutes, patch something up, send me a little recording of it, uh, a wave file, please, and I'll put you into episode 100 next week. Um, also, thank you to everybody who is supporting me on Patreon. It means the world to me. Um, everybody who's taken a lesson so far, you know who you are. It's been a lot of fun. If you want to take some modular lessons via Skype, also, thank you to Eschatonic Modular, Eurodesk Z, Your Analog, All Right Devices, and WMD. And don't forget about the PodMod20 discount code over at Recovery Effects. $20 off a bad comrade. Well, this has been our episode. And uh, yeah, I've got uh, something fun planned for next week for 100. And then uh, episode 101 is going to be a real special one for me, maybe. Still crossing my fingers. But uh, again, thank you all so much. Until next week.